Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick Orthino, Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going over my top 10 fantasy football wide receivers for 2020. I'm going to go over each wide receiver and give you an explanation on why I like them and some negatives as well for some of these guys to why I kind of have them ranked where I have them ranked. Now, all of these guys are actually in one tier. The number 10 guy, actually, I question if I believe he should be in tier 2 or tier 3, but I actually talk about that later in the video. This is going to be the top 10 wide receivers. I already did the top four wide receivers, my top tier of wide receivers that I'm going to recap right after this. And then you can also go ahead and check that out on my channel. I did it last week. I go in depth on the first four wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. But without further ado, let's get right into the video. Top 10 wide receivers. And actually, if you end up enjoying at any point, I would really like if you guys could click that subscribe button down below. It's free and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your fantasy football championship. So let's get right into it. Top 10 wide receivers, fantasy football, 2020. So, number one was Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. Number two, we had Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. Number three is Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. And number four was Ty Reek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, getting into this video, number six, DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver now of the Arizona Cardinals, formerly of the Houston Texans, FFPC ADP 17.23. If you're new here, you might not know what FFPC ADP is. ADP stands for Average Draft Position. FFPC is leagues that are high-stakes leagues, so leagues that are drafting now that are worth $100 plus are being drafted on there. So his average draft position is around 17, so he's a second-round pick. Six foot one, 214 pounds. His workout metrics, they don't look very good. 40th in 40-yard dash, 63rd in speed score, 37th in burst score, 38th in agility score, and 53rd in catch radius, but that is all fake fucking news because his catch radius is 100th percentile. This guy catches the ball anywhere it comes to him. The workout metrics for him don't matter, which is something that's funny that I noticed for a lot some of these players is I talk about, oh, their workout metrics don't really mean much even if it's super high or super low so looking at DeAndre Hopkins last season in Houston now obviously an Arizona Cardinal after Bill O'Brien just got roofied or something and decided to go ahead and trade his fucking best player to Arizona for a used condom and a second round pick and David Johnson so wide receiver numero five last season in Houston 17.8 PPR points per game fourth at the wide receiver position he played in 15 total games 150 targets 10 per game fifth at wide receiver 104 receptions 6.9 per game then nice second at wide receiver 1165 receptions 77.7 per game 10th at wide receiver seven total tutties 13th at wide receiver and seven red zone receptions 25th amongst wide receivers so obviously he's moving from houston to arizona so obviously it, it's probably just as fucking hot in houston as it is in arizona but that doesn't fucking matter for fantasy football they're playing in the dome in arizona and this is a good situation for deandre hopkins but it doesn't necessarily make him actually better for fantasy football because i feel like in in houston his situation for this season would have been better had he have stayed in Houston, he probably would have been a top four wide receiver for me. He would have been up there with the big three, and Tyreek probably would have been the number five guy. I think DeAndre Hopkins has immense talent, and the problem with moving from Houston, Arizona, is in Houston, he has the connection with DeAndre Hopkins. He has the, the coaching system there is terrible, but the main goal of the offense is to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Now, obviously, now he goes to Arizona. He goes to a good quarterback with Kyler Murray, a quarterback who's very good in the 
NFL top five quarterback to me for fantasy. Doesn't necessarily mean he's the best quarterback ever in the NFL, but Kyler Murray is very talented. But their wide receiver room is a bit more cluttered than it would have been in Houston. Obviously, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller are in Houston, but when you think about it, those guys will probably play a combined 12 games, whereas in Houston, in Arizona, I should say, he is in a room where there's a lot of talented wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald, obviously that guy's old as fuck. He, he wheels himself out onto the field on the wheelchair, but he's still going to be seeing a bunch of targets. They still have Christian Kirk, who's going to be seeing a lot of targets. They still have guys like Andy Isabella, guys who can emerge in that offense. And the only that doesn't really necessarily scare me because it, it only does because it's his first year and he doesn't have that connection with Kyler Murray, especially since it seems like a lot of these things are going to be getting canceled due to the coronavirus. I am very, very nervous about what we see DeAndre Hopkins do this year due to that. Now, I don't think he's going to be some type of a fucking bum and be a complete nutter bust at the position like some might believe. Just because he's moving to a new team doesn't mean that he's going to be terrible and that Kyler Murray's not going to develop that connection because he will. I'm just worried that he won't be that super elite wide receiver that we've seen previously. Wide receiver five is a very good ranking for Hop, and I actually debated going between five and six for DeAndre Hopkins because I just think that the top 10 wide receivers are a very talented group. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a good year though. That's why I got him at number five. Something important to note here, vacated production in Arizona, 84 targets, 624 receiving yards, and two total touchdowns at the wide receiver position, but obviously Hop will probably go for 1,200 yards and potentially like 10 touchdowns. Something also funny to note is the pass percentage. He is going to a better um, situation based off of pass percentage. So Houston ranked 22nd in pass percentage with 57.93% of the time they decide to pass the ball. Arizona ranked 12th with 60.40%. Now I understand, oh my god Nick, that's only like 2.5%, 3%. How does that mean so much more? It does, because going up 3%, you up 10 whole spots from 22nd to 12th, which is going to be very good for DeAndre Hopkins trying to get the ball into D-Hop's hands. I think he has a great season. I just think there are some question marks, obviously, with maybe how he plays at the beginning of the 2020 NFL season. Coming in here at number six, we have my main man, Chris Godwin, wide receiver of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, FFPC ADP, 22.65, six foot one, 209 pounds. Now, unlike D-Hop, his workout metrics are amazing, but I think his workout metrics show how talented he is, and D-Hops just completely give him the fucking, you just got fucking gangbanged by the fact that the workout metrics just did him dirty. So, 89th percentile 40-yard dash, 60 or 89th percentile speed score, 67th percentile burst score, 74th percentile agility score, and 79th percentile catch radius from Mr. Chris Godwin. Now, last year, Chris Godwin was nothing but excellence in Tampa Bay. Obviously, with famous Jameis Winston, now they have Thomas Brady, Tampa Bay Tom. So, wide receiver number two last season in just 14 games, 19.6 PPR points per game, second at wide receiver, 119 targets, 8.5 per game, 17th at wide receiver, 86 receptions, 6.1 per game, 11th at wide receiver. Now, you might be thinking, Nick, how in the actual titty fuck did he finish that high? Ranking 17th in targets and and 11th in receptions. It's simple. 1,333 yards. Third in the NFL, 95.2 per game. This Jameis Winston just closes his eyes. He does the, fuck it, Chris Godwin's out there somewhere, or fuck it, Mike Evans is out there somewhere, and heaves the rock. Nine total tutties, third amongst wide receivers, and nine red zone receptions, 13th amongst wide receivers. So now, what has changed between Jameis and Tom Brady? First, we're going to be looking into Tom Brady's stats, and then we are going to be looking into the run splits 
compared to in New England versus Tampa Bay to now see how maybe Tom Brady's offense is going to be catered this year from moving from Bill Belichick's system to Bruce Arians' system. So last year, Mr. Tom Brady, TB12, finished as quarterback number 12, just like the number on the guy's back, 16 games, 613 pass attempts, 38.3 per game, fourth at, at quarterback, which is fucking funny because just weird because you think of Tom Brady as being one of those guys where that offense was kind of run heavy. They tried to run the ball, and Tom Brady isn't throwing the ball a lot, but he actually ranked fourth at quarterback in most pass attempts in the NFL, 4,057 uh, passing yards, 253.6 per game, seventh at quarterback, 24 passing touchdowns, which it is at a 3.9% rate, 13th in the NFL. Now, something to note about passing touchdown rate, which is something that I kind of look decently into, but I don't necessarily overbuy into, but around 5.0% rate, so about 5% of the time you throw the ball as a touchdown, is a normal rate. So his rating was a lot lower this year than I think it could be in Tampa Bay. I think we might even see a 7% touchdown rate, which is very high in Tampa Bay. That really wouldn't surprise me, especially since I think they're going to be throwing the ball at an exorbitant rate. Eight INTs last season, seven interceptable, 17 interceptable passes, 17th in the NFL, but his wide receiver core was not looking as good. That was like the worst I've seen the Patriots offense in years. They looked like they were dead. They, Tom Brady looked like he was pissed, so... You can blame some of that on the wide receiver, some of it on Tom, but I don't think it was all of Tom's fault. Now, last year, something funny to note is obviously Tom Brady isn't some type of Lamar Jackson. He's not going to be running the fucking ball all over the field, but he did actually run the ball a decent amount. 26 carries, 34 rush yards, 3 INTs, which is ninth at quarterback, which is pretty funny. And I thought something even funnier was he had 11 red zone carries, 10th at quarterback. So what I think is going to happen in Tampa Bay, as well as what he's been doing for years, is you just call Tom Brady's number on the one-yard line. The guy just knows how the fuck to get into the end zone. He just spills through the little cracks, walks in there, extends the ball, tutty for Thomas Brady. Now, looking at the run percentages, which I think is important to note, is Tampa Bay ranked 26th at run percentage, 37.66% in the NFL, whereas the Patriots ranks 14th with a 40.64% run percentage, which is just like what we were looking at earlier between Houston and Arizona in the pass splits. Having just like 2 or 3% more makes up for a lot of rankings because the Patriots ran it at a 40% clip, whereas the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at a 37% clip, and they go from 26th to 14th. So what do I think about Chris Godwin this year? As a whole, to recap, I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, a lot, just like last year. I think it's better to have an accurate quarterback in Tom Brady. Now, obviously, I think this kind of hurts Mike Evans because I think they are not going to be throwing the ball as much super deep. I think Chris Godwin is going to be able to eat. The reason why I don't think that they're going to be throwing the ball super deep is I'm not sure Tom Brady has the arm strength to be heaving the rock all that much in his old age. But obviously, Tom Brady has broken the old age. He's broken the mold. One of, probably the best quarterback of all time. Now, I'm a Dolphins fan, so it does hurt to say. But I think Chris Godwin has an excellent year. I think this offense is going to be humming. I think we see Chris Godwin tear it up again. Now, I'm not one of those guys who abides by, oh my god, Chris Godwin's going to be the slot wide receiver. Tom Brady loves the slot. Tom Brady loves to throw the ball to the best wide receiver on the field. Edelman just so happened to be the best wide receiver on the field and be his slot wide receiver. So coming in here at number seven, we have Kenny G, Kenny Jesus of the Detroit Lions FFPC ADP 31.58. So going way further back than all of these guys, 6'4", 200 
and 18 pounds, 26.6 years old. A 450 40-yard dash, which is 67th in the NFL, or 67th percentile, 92nd percentile speed score, 45th percentile burst score, 60th percentile agility score, and an 82nd percentile catch radius for Kenny G. Now, Kenny Galladay last year was fucking amazing, considering you have to put into the fact that, hey, he played half his games with Mr. Stafford, who was looking like fantasy football, Jesus Christ, the guy was absolutely balling out on the goddamn field, the gridiron, he was tearing it up, he looked like MVP Matt Stafford, the best Matt Stafford's played his whole career, and the other half with a guy named David Blau out of Purdue, wide receiver number 9 last season, 15.5 PPR points per game, 12th at wide receiver, 16 total games, 116 targets, 7.2 per game, 21st at wide receiver, 65 receptions, 4.1 per game, 29th at wide receiver, 1,190 receiving yards, 74.4 per game, 6th at wide receiver, 11 total tutties, 1st amongst wide receivers, and 8 red zone receptions, 18th amongst wide receivers. Now, obviously, his point total was boosted by those 11 total touchdowns, so I wouldn't say, oh, Kenny Galladay is necessarily going to regress or go higher than that because it's impossible to predict fucking wide receiver touchdowns, except for Julio Jones, because you know that guy's just going to score like 5, even though he should be scoring 20 every single year. So Kenny G could go anywhere from 8 touchdowns to like 13 touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised at all between that range. Now, talking more about Stafford and David Blau, he was playing so much better with Stafford. So in split is games with Stafford this season, and out of split was with David Blau or whoever else was starting at quarterback in those other eight games without Matthew Stafford. In split with Matty Snapback, 15.44 half PPR points per game versus 11.75 half PPR points per game without Mr. Matthew Stafford with Stafford, 17.62 PPR points per game versus 13.62 without. His reception total was higher with Matthew Stafford with 4.38 per game versus 3.75. His touchdown rate went up 0.88 touchdowns per game versus 0.5 without Matthew Stafford, 7.75 receiving targets versus 6.75 without, and 80 receiving yards per game versus 68.75 without. So if we want to look at something interesting, if Stafford played the whole year, his Point total would have been 247 at half PPR, 282 in PPR. His receptions would have been 70. His touchdowns would have been 14, which would have been absolutely banana lands. His targets would have been 124, and he would have had 1,280 receiving yards, which would have been absolutely banana lands of numbers. He would have been probably a top five wide receiver. The guy was tearing it up with Stafford. As long as Stafford can stay healthy, I think Galladay balls out. But on the other hand, if Stafford can't stay healthy, his back gets fucked up again like it's been getting fucked up two years in a row. He's still probably going to end up balling out regardless of who the quarter bike is. Now, some other splits for Kenny Galladay to note here is in split with Marvin Jones in the game versus out of split without Marvin Jones being healthy in the games. Something important to note here is the in split with Marvin Jones versus out of split with Marvin Jones because I think this is kind of interesting. I'm not someone who's going to be like, oh my god, Marvin Jones is now going to play 16 games because he won't. He's just not going to. But it is important to note because Kenny Galladay plays much better with Marvin Jones on the field. Why is that? Because the defense is also scared of Marvin Jones because Marvin Jones could score 100, go 150 yards on your ass and score two touchdowns because Marvin Jones is a talented wide receiver. That's why I talk about in some videos, Kenny Galladay is like the 1A and Marvin Jones is like the 1B. Now, it's not necessarily the closest thing ever for fantasy, but in real life, you have to be equally as scared as either guy on the offense. So in split with Marvin Jones is 13 games versus out of split. The other three games were played without Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones being hurt. So 14.41 half PPR points with Marvin Jones versus 10.07 per game without PPR 16.45 with Marvin Jones versus 12.07 without 4.08 receptions per game versus four without 
0.77 receiving touchdowns with Marvin Jones versus 0.33 without, 7.15 receiving targets versus 7.67 without. So he actually will be seeing more targets without Mr. Marvin Jones in the game, but obviously that doesn't equivalent or equal, I probably said that word wrong, more fantasy football points for your team. And then he had more receiving yards, 77.54 with Marvin Jones versus 60.67 without Mr. Marvin Jones. As a whole, I think Kenny Galladay is in for another big year. I think we see him really emerge onto the scene and start off the year strong and finish strong. I think this is a Lions team's that defense is awful. Now, obviously, they brought in new pieces, but their defense is a couple years out from being any good, so they're going to be getting plowed on defense. So Stafford's going to have to put the team on his back, Darren Sharper, hold my dick, and throw like 90 touchdowns, and Kenny Galladay is going to be a recipient of a lot of those. Next guy up on the list here is DJ Moore, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers, FFPC ADP 40.04, which is criminally low, six foot tall, 210 pounds. His workout metrics are ones that you put on the screen and you absolutely just have a nice whack to. 4.42 speed, 89th percentile at wide receiver, 86th percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score, 73rd percentile agility score, and 89th percentile catch radius. Oh, so looking at something interesting here, DJ Moore, wide receiver number eight in Carolina last year, finishes wide receiver number 16 with a carousel of quarterbacks. They had Cam Newton. They had, I believe, Will Greer started the game, as well as Kyle Allen, who Riverboat Ron loved so much. He took him from Carolina all the way to Washington. 15.4 PPR points per game, 14th at wide receiver, 15 total games, 135 targets, 9.0 per game. 10th at wide receiver, 87 receptions, 5.8 per game. 10th at wide receiver, 1,175 receiving yards, 78.3 per game. 8th at wide receiver, 4 total touchdowns, 43rd amongst wide receivers. And 7 red zone receptions, 25th amongst wide receivers. So what is my opinion really on DJ Moore? He had an amazing year last year. I think the touchdown total at 4 is pretty low. I think we could see that go up, obviously, maybe to 6. And that boosts him. So what's the difference between the system now versus the system then? Obviously, now they're bringing Joe Brady, LSU, Genius as the O coordinator. This guy absolutely fucking bred Joe Burrow to be a Heisman quarterback to win the national championship. So I think that this offense is going to be humming. Maybe a similar system to what we saw in LSU. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was obviously very, very good in that offense. The running back, CMC. DJ Moore, the wide receiver, who's going to be seeing a lot of targets. I think DJ Moore is going to absolutely tear it up this year in Carolina. So obviously there is that quarterback change. I said last year it was the carousel. Cam Newton, I think Will Greer, Kyle Allen. There was a shit ton of guys there, and it didn't seem to matter who was playing for DJ Moore. So now they bring in Teddy Throzevelt, Teddy Bridgewater of the New Orleans Saints, formerly of the Vikings. So what does that mean? Something important to note here is I believe that these stats you might be saying, Nick, that's fucking crazy! How can you compare Teddy Bridgewater and Michael Thomas to Teddy Bridgewater and DJ Moore? Who's the alpha wide receiver in Carolina, play the Jeopardy music in your fucking head. Y'all know who it is in Carolina. It's DJ Moore. Y'all know who the alpha is in the Saints? Michael Thomas. This offense system is going to look similar in Carolina as it is going to look as for the New Orleans Saints. What is the New Orleans Saints offensive system? Drew Brees steps back for like three seconds. If he doesn't see anything, he throws it out of bounds. If he sees something, he throws it to either Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas, in our situation, is DJ Moore. Alvin Kamara in our situation is Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's better than Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas, obviously, better than DJ Moore. But in split with Michael Thomas on the team with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, he really only started five games, but it says nine games because he played in nine games. So for the Rotoviz screenshot, nine games with Mr. Teddy Bridgewater, 22.2 
point, PPR points per game, 8.78 receptions, 0.56 touchdowns, 10.78 targets, and 101.89 yards per game. Now, I understand those numbers are crazy because those are Michael Thomas, so they're obviously going to be decreased for DJ Moore, but we can see the immense amount of volume that Teddy Bridgewater can obviously throw to a guy if the system is allowing him to, which they should. Now, his numbers actually look very similar with Bridgewater versus with Breeze. With Breeze, 24.97 PPR points per game, so it's only going up by like two. His receptions was going up by one, so they can easily put a similar system in here for DJ Moore and Teddy Bridgewater to see a lot of volume this year, which is, I think, what we are going to end up seeing. Some more interesting stats to bring up here. Comparing Michael Thomas to DJ Moore is actually that I think that this system, if it works like it did for Michael Thomas, we could actually see a much better DJ Moore. Now, obviously, Michael Thomas's yards per reception is low as fuck. Everyone makes fun of him for that, because it's 11.6 and DJ Moore's was 13.5. Because DJ Moore's going more down the field, Michael Thomas is just getting those, he's running, and they just fucking heave him the ball a zillion times, which I think is what we might be seeing for DJ Moore for a better Carolina offense since he's really clearly the alpha wide receiver. I don't think any of those wide receivers around him can even hold his goddamn jockstrap. Michael Thomas's true catch rate and catch rate was also very, very high, ranking second and third in the NFL versus DJ Moore's 46th and 19th. I think we're going to be seeing a much better catch rate for DJ Moore considering the passes are going to be looking a lot better from Teddy Bridgewater. I think overall DJ Moore has top five potential. I think he tears it up this season for fantasy football. I really love DJ Moore this year. And number eight isn't even doing him justice because I really think he has that top five potential. He's a really, really talented player in a system that is going to be very pass heavy, even though Chris McCaffrey's still going to run for a thousand yards because he's going to get a lot of these dump offs. And with the team that's defense isn't that good. Yet again, we bring this up. He's in a fucking conference where they're going to want to shoot the ball every single goddamn time. There are going to be shootouts against it's Carolina versus Atlanta. They're going to be a shootout versus the Saints. It's going to be a shootout versus Atlanta. It's going to be a shootout. A lot of points are going to be scored in these games, so I think DJ Moore has a great season. Coming in here at number nine, we have my boy Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears FFPC ADP 41. Point zero four six foot two two hundred and twenty pounds twenty six point eight years old. Allen Robinson's workout metrics forty fourth in the forty yard dash seventy eighth in speed score eighty seventh percentile burst score seventy fifth percentile agility score and ninety first percentile catch radius. Now something important to note about Allen Robinson, wide receiver eight last year, but he's done this. He's been like a top twelve guy with quarterbacks the likes of Blake Bortles, who's not even an NFL quarterback anymore. Even though I love the boat Blake Bortles. He's also done it with kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky, both not very good quarterbacks. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, probably should have said this a bit ago, but please click that subscribe button down below if you've had a fun time. So Allen Robinson had a great season last year, obviously with kissing titties Trubisky at the helm. 17.7 PPR points per game, fifth at wide receiver, 16 games, 153 targets, 9.6 per game, fourth at wide receiver, 98 receptions, 6.1 per game, sixth at wide receiver, 1,147 receiving yards, 71.7 per game, 11th at wide receiver, seven total tutties, 13th amongst wide receivers, and 11 red zone receptions, ninth amongst wide receivers. So how does this offense change? change? Big Dick Nick Foles obviously moseys on into town. He's going to become the starting quarterback. There's no fucking way in my mind he doesn't become the quarterback. It might take a few games because once Mitch Trubisky fucks up, the Chicago fans are going to be calling for their head. Even if there's no crowd, I can imagine the no crowd you just hear you can just hear it coming from the fucking city of Chicago. People yelling, "Fuck you, Trubisky! We want Big Dick Nick," and that's what's going to happen. If we look at Trubisky's numbers last year, quarterback twenty-five in fantasy football, 
15 games, 516 pass attempts, 12th quarterback. And you know what he did with those 12 most pass attempts? 21st most passing yards, 3,138 passing yards, 17 passing touchdowns at a 3.3% rate, which is god-awful. And unlike Tom Brady, I don't expect that to get much higher. 27th at quarterback, 10 INTs, 28 interceptable passes, 7th at quarterback, 48 carries, 193 rushing yards, 2 total touchdowns, and 6 red zone carries. Sure, he can get it done on the ground, but through the air, he was looking terrible. From 2018 and 2019 was two different Kiss and Titties Trubisky's. One looked like he was comparable. Last year, he looked like he was absolutely dog shit, and people were calling for the guy's head, and he played even worse under pressure. So now they bring in Nick Foles, so he is going to absolutely fucking crumble. They were fucking turning the TVs off in the locker rooms. The Trubisky's soft ass didn't have to see the media absolutely blasting him a new asshole. So I think Al Robinson has a much better year with big dick Nick Foles, and I think we see a even, it doesn't even matter, honestly, how bad Foles is. Because as long as he's slightly better than Trubisky, he'll still finish as a top 10 wide receiver. Mike Evans is the final wide receiver of the video who I debate being a third tier or second tier wide receiver. So let me know down below in the comments what you guys think about all these wide receivers in your top 10 wide receiver rankings. If you made it this far, please leave a comment that says Vince Int Jackson down below in the comments. Shout out to Vincent Jackson, obviously a former buck. That guy was an absolute beast in fantasy football a couple of years ago. FFPC ADP for Mike Evans, 32.38. Obviously, Mike Evans is of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-one pounds. His workout metrics not very hot, but obviously that doesn't mean shit because the guy is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and showed that off last year. Fifty-six percentile forty-yard dash, ninety-fifth percentile speed score, sixty-seventh percentile burst score, thirty-six percentile agility score, ninety-fourth percentile catch radius. But that catch radius should be at one hundred because the guy was catching the ball from Jameis when Jameis was throwing it a thousand yards over him. So the same argument is going to come from Mike Evans that came with obviously. Chris Godwin. They're both going to be good. I do worry about Mike Evans. I had him ranked much higher before, obviously, this news because I'm just not sure they're going to be passing the ball as much, but I still think we're going to see a very pass-heavy offense. Out of Tampa Bay, I just worry about Tom Brady's arm strength, where Mike Evans really, really gets his bread and butter is deep down the field. So, wide receiver number 15 last year, 17.7 PPR points per game, fifth at wide receiver, 13 games, but not really because he was sick for the first two. He had the flu. I still played him in fantasy football, and he bent me over and did me dirty. 118 to Starts 9.1 per game, 19th at wide receiver, 67 receptions, 5.2 per game, 24th at wide receiver, 1,157 receiving yards, 89 per game, 12th at wide receiver, 8 total touchdowns, 7th amongst wide receivers, and 8 red zone receptions, 18th amongst wide receivers. Like I said, it's the same argument, but with Chris Godwin. I really think Mike Evans is going to have a good year. The only thing to worry about is his touchdowns. I mean, now with Gronk there... And O.J. Howard, I mean, those touchdowns could be going, especially with, not that O.J. Howard is some fucking fantasy god, but Tom Brady loves to throw the ball to the tight end. I think Mike Evans does end up with a great year. I just think we see worse numbers than we saw last season on a points-per-game standpoint because if he played a full 16 games, he probably easily would have been, he was wide receiver number 15, would have been easily like a top eight guy. I think that Mike Evans has a great year. I think Tampa Bay looks good, so let's just go and draft Mike Evans. Don't think too much about it. Don't think about the fact that, oh, the offense may look a bit different because Mike Evans is Mike Evans and he will do Mike Evans things which is win you fantasy football games this guy has been a top 10 wide receiver for as as many years as I can even think about obviously wide receiver 15 last year had he have played 16 games like I said would have been a top 10 guy the guy's always over a thousand yards he's always doing his thing so don't think too deep into Mike Evans situation with Thomas Brady in Tampa so thank you guys all for watching this video if at any point you ended up enjoying please click that subscribe button down below I love each and every single one of you guys 
click that wide or that not the wide receiver button, the subscribe button on the screen or one of the videos that's on your screen as well. I love you all, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Good boy.